Welcome to Talmud Tidbits. It's an honor to have you here. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and my goal is to share inspiring, uplifting, and beautiful ideas as we go through Shas together, Ezra Hashem, and become more proficient in the beauty and the wisdom of Chazal that will greatly enhance our Vodas Hashem and our lives. We're looking at Brachas Daf Tezayin Aleph. The Mishnah tells us that workers can say Shema at the top of a tree, um, or the top of a wall they're working on, but they're not allowed to do this when it comes to davening. Why is that? What's the difference between the two? So Rashi and Tosis both explain this. Tosis, first of all, says that, wait a minute, you're not allowed to daven while you're in a makam gavoa, the Gemara says in Dafi Yudaman Beis, in a high area. So what's going on? So Tosis there says that, no, 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 that's only talking about you're not allowed to stand on a chair. But when you're in a tree, there's a little bit of stability there, so it's like you're on a roof. So that's fine. Just like you could daven in a roof, on a roof, that's also fine, as long as it's a safe roof. Um, so Rashi says that you're not allowed, that when it comes to davening, Shemona Esrei, that you're not allowed to do by the tree. Because why? Because davening is Rachman Hai. You need to ask for Rachmanis from Hashem, and you need Kavana in order to do that. And if and if to say a quick Kriya Shema, to be Makabal, that Chazal understood that you're allowed to do. But to daven a proper Shemona Esrei, you need to concentrate because you need to be begging Hashem. And you balancing and figuring out how you're going to make sure you don't fall out of a tree or fall off at the top of a wall that you're constructing or doing work on, that's not sufficient. This tells us a tremendous lesson in life that when we're davening, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be concentrating only on begging Hashem, especially Shemona Esrei. We're begging Hashem to help us and to give us everything that we need. It's an amazing thing to think about the... Uh, kavana that we should invest in our davening because it's Rachmaninu. We're asking for mercy from Hashem. The Gemara in Daf Yud Zion shares with us a very interesting thing that um, when Mar Brevid or Avina would finish davening, he would say a prayer. And that means he would finish one Esrei. He would say, This is the exact prayer that we say when we finish one Esrei. I'm going to skip ahead and then I'll come back to this. Rav Yochanan, when he would finish learning Eov, he would say, make a statement, man is going to die. Um, like Rashi explains that it was about peronios, about pain that people suffered. So what's very interesting is that um, what's the shot that after he would finish learning the Sefer, he would make this statement? So I believe that we see from this a very important thing, that after you learn something, you should take a moment to summarize what you learned. And in fact, the Ramban says this in his famous letter, Kasher Takam and Sefer, when you get up, think about what you learned, because that's the way we solidify it. And so I believe that's what Mar Bereda Ravina is saying. Yeah, it's true. He's also davening Hashem. I just spent my time davening to you the whole Shachar's prayer, the whole Mincha, whatever I was davening, Shemona Esrei, and I asked you for a lot of things, so please don't let my actions mess them up. That's also true. Elokai Shonimera, right? Protect me and make sure that I speak appropriately. Um, but there's another thing, which is I'm summarizing what am I trying to accomplish in my tefillah. I'm trying to accomplish that I become a better person. And that's exactly what's being said here. Um, and when you look through these Gemaras on Dafi Zion, Margal of Afume, there's things that people are, um, from the word Hergal, people that are used, they're used to saying these things. Um, like Abai was accustomed to say, etc. So he would talk about certain qualities that are important to him. Again, always summarizing things and always uh, reminding ourselves that we want to be better people. There's another interesting thing. The Gemara says, on Daf Zion also, Amid If someone acts Shalolishma, he's better off not being born. So um, Tosis asked that what's going on over here? Um, we know that Rabbi Huda Amarav says um, that the person should always learn Torah 
even Shlolishma, because eventually, so how could you say over here, but you're better off not being born? This is something that both Rashi and Tosas are bothered by. So, um, the um, Rashi learns one shot and Tosas learns another. It's very interesting. Um, Rashi says that if you're learning on condition that people will give you respect, and he says that Yushami says the same thing. Um, so, So that's not L'Shem Shemayim, but that's okay. Eventually, But here, it's Rashi says that it's in order to spite God. So you're not learning for the right intentions. So you're not doing the formula that's going to bring you closer to Hashem. If you're learning with the wrong intention, but you're trying to learn properly, but you just, you want to be respected, or like he says, Rashi says in Tainus and other places that you want to be called a Rav, etc., Okay, so you're, you, there's some ego. That's fine, but you're, at least you're not perverting what you're learning. But if it's the contrary, in order to misuse what you're learning, then your whole learning is never is never appropriate. And then, says Rashi, that you're better off not being born. Tosa says a different pshat. Tosa says that the pshat is, what's, what's it, what does it mean that um, that um, you're learning? It's to hurt others. See, Rashi didn't say the word chaverev. Rashi just says despite. It might be to God. It might be to others as well. Tosa says that when you're being spiteful towards others and um, when you're learning in a way that you're going to try to use the Torah to hurt other people, that you're better off not being born. This could be the source for the Vilnagon where he says that if a person doesn't work on his midos, in Mishle, he says, Lama lo chayim, and what's the point of him being alive? And I've said this over before, but I heard from, I saw B'Shemur of Shach that the Pshat is that even the Vilna Goen, with all of his Torah and all that he learned, he said about himself that if I'm not working on my Midos, the Lama Lochayim, what's the point of life? Which is a very, very scary thought. There's a very famous story on Daf Yud Chesamad Beis where the Gemara discusses whether dead people are aware of what goes on in this world or not. And it's a famous story about a one Chassid that uh, gave away charity to a poor person on Erev Rosh Hashanah. And there was a famine and there was a lot of poverty. And his wife was very upset at him and yelled at him. And um, so he went to go sleep in the Beisak Forest, and he heard two dead spirits that were talking about what they were hearing in Shemayim, because at that point they were in discussing what was going to be. It's very interesting that it was at night, even though we say the main judgment takes place during the daytime. And um, so they, they learned that um, um, the Gemara has a whole different conversation that they had, but basically they, they, they said to each other that anyone that plants during the first rain season... So his crops are not going to last. And um, and this chassid made note of what he heard. And he didn't plant during the first rain season when, it, when most normal people do plant. He waited for the second rainy, rain uh, time to come, and he planted. And what happened? He was the only one that actually made money that year. Everyone else had planted early and lost all their, all their property. So it was a good, successful year. Next year, he said, hey, you know... I was kicked out of my house last year, and I got some good information. So maybe this year I'm going to go back to the basic forest. So he goes back there, and um, he hears the exact opposite. That those that plant in the in the first half uh, will will uh, make good, you know, will be successful, and those that plant in the second half will not be. And so that year it rains, and everyone says, "Oh, I'm not doing what I did last year. We're not going to plant now." But he goes and he plants, and then the second time it rains, everyone, uh, you know, plants then. But that's what's destroyed. The second crop is destroyed, and the first crop lasts. And again, he um, is doing well. So finally, his wife bothers him and says, why is it that that uh, 
last year everybody lost money and you're the only one that keeps making money. So um, he said he finally he had to just tell her the whole thing. He told her the whole story. Okay. So then it says Lohayu Yam Muatim there it, that uh, many days didn't pass before a fight between this Chassid's wife and um, the mother of that unfortunately deceased child whose spirit he was hearing. So obviously he knew the identity of that of that child and told her. And they got into a fight and the the mother said something uh, and, and the Chassid's wife said that, hey, based on the conversation my husband heard, your daughter was buried in a very disrespectful and inappropriate way, whatever the story was. And um, and then uh, that year when the man went back, the the dead spirits said that people already know that we're talking and we're not allowed to talk anymore. And it was lost. There was no more uh, insider trading. So there was a lot of ha'aras on this Gemara. It's a very strange story, whatever it means. Chazal are obviously telling us something very, very important. When I say the word strange, I mean that respectfully. That when we look at it, kind of we're like, what's what's that? So there's a lot of different Yisotas about Rosh Hashanah here, but I want to focus on two. One of them is, why did he go to the Basic Forest? Is he got into a fight with his wife, and um, she yelled at him, and he goes to the Basic Forest. So some of the Farshim explain that he saw, um, he felt upset and hurt by what she did to him, and he was going to respond. But he wanted to work on himself. And the Gemara and Bracha stuff, hey, earlier says, that a person, if he can't fight against his Yetzirah, he should remind himself the Yom Misa. So he went to the Beis Forest to deal with his kas. Rasul Salantra says his child as well. So that's what he was learning. He was, he was fixing his kas because he wanted to teach himself that what's the point of a man getting angry? He's just going to end up here. But if you look at the story, there's two other things that happen. So one of them is that his wife's anger, because he reacted to it appropriately, he ended up bringing bracha into the house. But ultimately, since she never worked on his anger... If he would have told her, hey, you know, it's a private thing, I, I don't want to share it, whatever it is, then he still would have had this bracha. And so we see, sadly, that Ketata fights actually take away the parnasa, they take away the bracha in the household. And that's exactly how it got lost here, because he had to tell her the whole story, or she would have fought with him more, and then that wouldn't have helped. But what's very interesting is that from the moment that this Chassid's wife, who was someone who was obviously argumentative, heard the story and had some negative information about this um, about uh, this deceased girl's mother. So it didn't take long for a fight to erupt. And we see here that when we disrespect people and we think that we have negative things about them, we look at them and we have we look down on them, it's very easy to fight with them. And, and we have to work on ourselves because that negativity is what causes bracha to go away and it causes terrible things to happen. And these are some really important lessons we can learn from that story that Chazal, I believe, are trying to give us access to. There's a very famous Gemara on Daf Chafam and Alf where, where Papa asked Abaya, why is it that the earlier generations got miracles that when they would daven for rain, Hashem would answer them in miraculous ways, but we don't get it. And the answer that Abaya teaches is that back then, the people had Mesiris Nefesh to be Makati Shem Shemayim. And I'm not going to go into the whole story of the Gemara, but if you think about it, what's, what's, the, what's the Gemara answering? That when someone is Moser Nefesh for Hashem, then Hashem is Moser Nefesh for you, Kaviyachol. Hashem gives you amazing things that He brings your way when you do things for His sake. And that's the way that a Jew lives his life, always looking for things that he could do for the Rebona Shalom. And a final thought for this segment is on Daf Chaf Hay. So Gemara talks all about staying away from excrement. And if we think about it, what's the pshat in excrement? We've, we spoke about the gra earlier, that Hashem makes it that what does the human being produce? You know, if we, says that if you look at animals, 
So what do they produce? They produce milk and they produce some meat, flesh, and other things. And also, okay, fine, they, they use the restroom. But what does a human being produce? What does the body produce? The body produces waste. That's all human beings produce. And it's an inspiration that they should produce other things. We should accomplish things with our life. And the Gemara, when it talks about staying away from soa, it's because staying away from excrement, it's teaching us an important lesson that a person has to be clean when he davens because we need to clean our mind as well. We talked about in Davches where the Gemara says that um, having a uh, bathroom and going to the using the restroom, cleaning yourself, cleansing yourself before you go to the bathroom is, is the best suggestion. The Gros says that it's a spiritual thing that before person Davins, he needs to cleanse his heart and soul. And so all these discussions about staying away from excrement and um, feces and urine, they sound very graphic and very technical, but what they're trying to teach us is an important lesson in life, that we need to stay away from things that are bad and that we have to look at what our body eats and produces and make sure that we put in healthy things as much as possible to take care of our health and also to recognize that there is some negativity that our physical body brings to us, but we need to perfect our spiritual side to make ourselves uh, the most spiritual beings possible. Thank you so much for joining. I hope that your learning is going well.